0: Hello there, you're very welcome to episode 31 of At Home With Brefni, and today I'm a little bit scared because we're talking about paint colours and I realise that choosing paint colours is an area where I feel completely out of my comfort zone. So I'm in extremely good company today because I'm joined by Jar Cooney who is a Chief Lecturer on an Interior Design course that I've started to do and I think we weren't more than 5 seconds into the course, which is a 15 week course, when I realised, gosh, Jar Cooney is a man who's is passionate about paint. So I'm really glad he joins us today to give us some really practical and actionable tips about north-facing rooms, dark halls, um, the best way to test out a paint colour in your house. There's lots of stuff here for you to use. Um, So let's get into it. Um, One of the things you mentioned here was north-facing rooms. If I had been plodding along in my own way, I might have thought I was doing something clever by saying, OK, north-facing rooms are dark. Let's mm. try and make it brighter with a bright colour. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, it's, it's a common perception. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a problem I frequently come across. Uh, in terms of north-facing rooms, where obviously it's a darker space, you know, your natural instinct is obviously to put in a brighter colour to you know, reflect more light, make the face, place feel a bit more spacious. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't quite work that way. Um, you will find if you have lighter colours in north-facing space, they, they look rather clinical. This is due to the north light, it's, it's rather harsh in comparison to the, to the subtly aspect. Okay. So in, in actual fact, darker colours perform better in there. Right. Um, so you're going against your instincts slightly in a way, yeah. you're but a dark, darker colours. Darker. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to embrace what you have in, in terms because no matter how much um, research you might do into colours, depending on the, the fixers and finishings you have, Sometimes a dark room will always be a dark room, but there are ways to, to alleviate that uh, okay. with color.
0: Okay. And another point you made was about painting ceilings. Mm. I, I always thought growing up that you paint your walls a color and you paint your yes, ceilings white. <laughs> what you do, but but not so necessarily.
1: Um, not necessarily. Yeah. No, it, it is a convention we've obviously been brought up with. You know, we obviously we'd have had white on woodwork, white on ceilings, and that was that was the accepted way. And again, that works for many people. It's absolutely fine. Well, I think it depends really if you if you have nice features, particularly if superior a period property. So if you have nice coving and ceiling roses, it's nice to pick out the ceiling colour just to really define and highlight the, those obvious features that's there. I mean, it is it is a fifth wall, but we don't really consider it. We always think white as, as a default setting.
0: Okay, well, I'd love mm. to come back to the Victorian features mm. in a minute. But just one thing you mentioned during the class that I absolutely blew my mind was in a dark room, painting the ceiling mm. a dark colour mm. is a way of Making the room seem higher and wider yeah. in a small dark room. That just I couldn't believe that. Yeah, again, Can you just give us a sense of what. what do you mean exactly?
1: Is that, is that perception again? Is this basically? Is this going back to embracing the dark space that you have? If you have uh, if you if you have it, in this case a north facing room, uh, it's rather dark but it's very cozy. It's obviously been used a lot more in the evening time. It's, it's a great thing to might embrace. Cozy
0: could be small maybe.
1: Cozy or, could be small as yeah. well. Um, but of course, if you have a dark color in the wall, that does perform a little bit better or you have an existing dark colour which doesn't quite uh, meet all the requirements you're looking for, having the white ceiling, particularly the brilliant white ceiling, it just defines the wall colour even more. Your eye is drawn to the ceiling level, you can see, you're very aware of the proximity and and, uh, the scale of the space.
0: Okay, so by having a white ceiling Mm. with dark walls, you're just drawing attention to the ceiling, which in turn brings yeah. the ceiling down into It does, the yeah.
1: And again, it's going against our, our basic instincts in terms of that, because you are thinking, well, a white ceiling is nice, light and airy, it'll lift the space. Yeah. Um, because obviously, with, especially with colour theory, dark colours are always told advances towards us, which is correct, and light colours recede. Um, but in terms of that, when you have the combination together, one obviously highlights the other
0: okay.
1: greatly. So by having a darker colour, um, or indeed the same colour on the ceiling, your eye is not drawn as much to the, to the corners of the room, to the ceiling line itself. So it gives the illusion of space.
0: Okay.
1: So it, it's just that again, it's a very cozy, warming, enveloping feeling. But um, just in terms of what it is, you can't see the ceiling, so it appears to rise.
0: Okay, so there's no clear uh, demarcation catching your eye of any sort. Exactly, yeah. It's just blending exactly, yeah. a bit more. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, now, you just mentioned our lovely, I noticed that you say on your website that Georgian and Victorian homes are particular favourites. Yeah, of yours. absolutely passionate about them. Yeah, I um, love it. Yeah. Well, given that we've loads of both in Dublin, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd love to ask you you know, you have your typical room where you have your beautiful house ceilings you have your picture rail around the top Mm. of the room and you've got all as you say your roses and your fabulous things going on beautiful details yeah what kind of approach i've seen loads of different approaches Mm. um where people pick out the picture rail in one color yes where people bring the paint color of the ceiling down to just above the picture Mm. rail where people don't have you any views on this
1: what I would what I would tend to find is, again, what people are looking for now, particularly with period properties, again, mm-hmm. you want to celebrate the features that are there. Mm-hmm. People want to celebrate the features that actually have within the space. Um, now, it can get quite tricky because, again, you're mentioning uh, data rails, picture rails, mm-hmm. cornicing, you know, all these beautiful features that are there, freezes. Yeah. So in terms of what's there, um, many clients and many people in general will pick out specific colors. But the problem is if they want a bit of uniformity to their, to their house, and they have similar features in other rooms, my advice would be to go with something very crisp and very neutral. So I bring the color into the walls and the ceiling, if, if if they wish to go that way, and keep the features um, very, um, just very crisp, and very clear, very classical. So a white or an off-white or an ivory white, and have that for all your features throughout. So your skirting, architrave, of the woodwork as well, if the woodwork is painted. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, it just has a little bit of uniformity to it as well, it's a bit more calming because you will find otherwise that particular room sets you might have different colours for cornicing, different colours for the frieze, a different colour for the ceiling rose and it's a bit um, scattered looking. You need something with a little bit more kind of calming and a bit more um, regularity in a way. So adding the colours to the wall is a very effective medium of doing that and by doing, keeping your, your classical features to a white or an off-white, mm-hmm. that gives you more scope in terms of the colours that you'll be using overall.
0: Okay, so have I interpreted this right? You've been really clear, but I have to firstly ask you, what's a frieze? I should know this, but I don't.
1: Yeah, so a frieze is, a, is an architectural detail, so it's like a very elaborate um, cornicing. So you have cornicing coving as well. So there's very elaborate ones that you can get, different kind of mouldings, depending okay. of the period that's there as well, and as many reproductions that you can okay, get. Okay, so yeah. it's like
0: a fancy cornice.
1: Very extremely fancy. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: so say we have our walls and we've decided we're going to go for our walls in beautiful grey, say. Mm. And then are we picking out, am I right in hearing you say that we're picking out, we, are, we might also go for a ceiling in grey?
1: You could. Um, now, it's not always necessary that it has to be seen as the same as the wall colour in this instance, but even something like an off white or maybe like a muted grey or something maybe two or three shades down from the original colour that you're picking for yeah. the walls. So it is complementary, um, but it's not going to be a stark contrast, but it is celebrating the features that you have as well. Okay,
0: and then let's just say we had done that on the yeah. ceiling. Are we doing our rows in a different colour?
1: So I would keep the, the ceiling rows, I would keep the cornicing, the dado rail. I keep all those those elements in the one colour, so Lovely. be it a white or an ivory or an off-white. Really good. Uh, or even a very subtle grey. It just it keeps things crisp and fresh, and it still looks very classical.
0: Okay, that's mm. really good to yeah. know. Thank you for telling me that. That's a no worries, good. No. Uh, it's a good... Rule of thumb for people that are moving into a job. Mm. Um, In terms of uh, hallways, have you any views on halls? uh, As a, they tend to be dark and narrow.
1: They do tend to be particularly in older properties as well. yeah. Yeah.
0: Should we be going dark, then, with hall pillars? I know I'm asking you visual questions on houses that you no, haven't seen. No, that's okay. So extremely <laughs> crazy questions to be dealing with. No, I often get answers, yeah. Do you, have you, well, have you any views? Maybe, you didn't, mm. maybe it's, it has to be house by house, but are there any... It views?
1: does. I mean, obviously, it depends on the individual, individual property, but the, the houses themselves, the hallways in particular... And you're going to have different light sources. Some some levels they look great. Some levels they're very dark. Yeah. And again, it's almost like going back to north facing. Sometimes you just have to celebrate what you have in a way and embrace what yeah. you have. But unfortunately, with hallways, obviously from a health and safety aspect as well, circulation and it's your first impression when you when you when you cross that threshold. You want you want a very welcoming kind of scheme. So in terms of of hallways. You know, you could bring a feature wall in if it's, if it's a very elaborate and you have to the scale and, and size as well. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then maybe light isn't so much of an issue. It might be a case that my approach, what I find with clients is they want to look at the key rooms first, such as the kitchen, yeah. um, living room, bedroom, etc. And then they think about the hallway last. Yeah. Um, as a designer, I prefer to go in and think of that. That's your calling card. You're walking straight in; it's the first thing you see. So I, I put as much thought, I think you should put as much thought and effort into the hallway as you would with the rest of it. Okay. So, it can be quite tricky in terms of, of light is always going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, whether you have too much or, or not enough, it's, um, it's always going to cause an issue in terms of the perception of colour as well. But that could be a great thing because some people lo- love the colours in the evening time as opposed to the mornings, maybe depend on your orientation of the house. Um, bright colours where possible if, you're, if light is an issue. But again, as with the north facing space, you don't want a colour that's going to look very cold and stark and yeah. clinical. So having a slightly warm colour, not necessarily overly dark, maybe like a mid-tone yeah. kind of colour would be quite effective, yeah.
0: Okay. So then in terms of, that, that was another thing, and you've kind of touched on it there. How do we plan all of our rooms? Because very often it means, mm-hmm. you might think to yourself, well, the sitting room needs to be done, but yeah. maybe the hall doesn't. But yet everything kind of leads into another. So how should, in an ideal world, would one plan one's paint? Uh, palette for the whole house and then mm. maybe even if you're not painting it all at once mm. have a scheme of work that
1: yeah it's um I, in an ideal world that is the case but right. as you know i mean a lot of people concentrate room by room yeah. and that is a good argument in terms of that mm-hmm. because um planning each room uh, while it makes great sense if you if you're planning to do everything together it's great but if it's somebody who maybe just bought a house for the first time and it might take them a few months to kind of get used to the way the light falls, yeah. plans can change. I think having a broad overall palette is, is a good way to go. But of course, taste will change, styles will change as well, depending yeah. on the following styles or trends. Um, but in terms, of, I think it's good to have an overall plan, but there is a lot to be said for you know, focusing on one space at a time. Yeah. But I think you have to have that in, within some sort of structure. Yeah. Um. in, in terms of the, of the colour palette because that is very important. So while you might have a, a general colour palette for maybe the downstairs, mm-hmm. you haven't got specifics right now because you're only focusing on the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that could lead you into other areas as well. Um, so that there could be a nice synergy involved.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so it in, is good. Thank you. Just in terms of the way the light works, you had mm-hmm. a very good idea, I thought, for... Um, Figuring out how a certain color is going to work in your space it, like, What are the options if you want to see how a color is going to work in your space? You go and you buy a sample pot and you paint a bit of the wall that tends to be Yeah, that tends to be the default do. setting again. But yeah. you had another approach which was mm. painting big pieces of...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, typically what I would do if, if I go to a client's house I would have um, maybe a, A4 or even A3 um, brushed out samples yeah. Um. you can buy these readily in the shops as well but what I tend to do particularly if it's a larger area um, I had a commercial example there a couple of years ago uh, and again it was kind of a tough sell in terms of the color but I knew the color would work and thankfully they agreed and mm-hmm. it, it worked out very well what I actually proposed to do was to buy some rolls of lining paper Yeah. and uh, lining paper you can you can hang on the wall you can paint it because the the, um, the, the space of cover itself the appearance of color I should say and um, greatly differs in terms of scale. So you have your small tester pot and you, you're painting a small little square, maybe two, two by three inches, whatever the case is. Um, it's more concentrated, so it looks a lot darker, mm. but in a larger space, the color actually looks much more um, lighter and just a bit more acceptable in terms of it is a dark color. So in terms of scale, the color will appear that little bit lighter um, because you will find, when you look at something in the color card, it's usually against brilliant white and it's against other colors and it's a very concentrated swatch so by having it on a larger scale it gives you a more accurate uh, representation of how the color will ultimately look and it gives clients as well a chance to live with the color for a few days or even a couple of weeks whereas you're not looking at you know 10 20 30 yeah. testers on the wall which is a yeah. beautiful collage in a way yeah. um, but the lining paper is very good and yet you can hang it on different walls and you have multiple examples yeah. because again the the appearance and the behavior of color will differ depending on the light source.
0: Yeah. I thought that was such yeah. a good idea, But rather than just try it on one wall, just hang useful. a yeah. large chunk of lining mm. paper painted on each of the different walls, yeah. and that'll really give you a good sense of what.
1: And it's, it's very cost effective as well, you know, yeah. for, for the sake of buying a few couple of testers and you know lining paper, you can get a lot roll of lining paper for under 10 euros. You know, it's really good and you can use it for future projects as well and you can see how these colours will work and keep them again mm-hmm. if you are planning to renovate your house so it's a good idea
0: mm. um, and then you also introduced me to the concept which I suppose everyone listening probably knows about but I had never heard of in my life which was colour of the year yeah. I had no idea that there's that each year, tell us a bit about color of beer. Where different paint manufacturers back a certain color, is it? Different paint manufacturers, colour? yeah.
1: So um, so Pantone um, Pantone colors um, color charts. They started this uh, in around approximately two thousand and six. Yeah. Um. So they have been doing this for for quite a while. Okay. Um. So it was them that introduced it uh, initially, and it was a way of introducing um style and colors which would cover fashion, it would, it would cover interiors, it would, it would cover all things, seasonal colors. Because mm-hmm. we do take our leads in terms of fashion as well. When you go into the clothing stores, yeah. many trend colors are evident there, and of course that extends into homewares and interiors.
0: So do you think it starts with clothing and ends up in interiors, or do you think it can there's, never be the reverse? There's a slight is?
1: there's a slight overlap. Um, for example, now there are a few um, clothing companies which are taking the lead from interiors as well. Yeah. So there is a bit of an overlap, but typically everything will come from fashion or design. Um, you know you're looking at certain key colors that might be used mm-hmm. and that might be used maybe purely for accent colors or, uh, or even for main colors depending how successful they are. But of course now other, other companies have been involved and of course they have their own take on it. Mm-hmm. So you have other well-known uh, paint brands, obviously you obviously have Benjamin Moore, you have um, Axel Nobel with Dulux as well of course. So there's, there's plenty of examples out there um, in terms of the color of the year. And again, they're all very different palettes to each other and against different yes. markets. Um,
0: and colour of the year this year in 2019 is?
1: Uh, for Pantone, it is a Living Coral. Living
0: Coral.
1: Yeah. For um, Benjamin Moore, I believe it was AF it is, it's AF160. It's, it's a designated number, which is actually a soft grade. The Living Coral um, is it's it's kind of like a burnt orange um, kind of colour in a way. It's not quite... There's a little bit of pink hue in it as well. Um, it can be very... Could be very interesting, maybe for accent colors. I don't know how it would work as a main color, and mm-hmm. um, the darker, deeper colors tend to be um, unused, really, more for accent colors. And um, Julux have one at the moment as well, Spiced Honey, which is their color for 2019. <laughs> so, there's a lot, 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 lot of competition out there, yeah. And again, you know, you, you will see it in terms of um, fashion and interiors as well. So, if you go into a clothing store, you're going, you're going to see like French mustard and teals and navies were a big thing for the past number of years, yeah. and they're still very popular. Mm-hmm. And you will see more and more people wearing that, or maybe having. Um, accessories maybe with handbags or, or clothing or shoes uh, and again there is an overlap there in terms of interiors so mm. it's quite interesting yeah
0: so do you tend to come across clients who want fashionable stuff or mm. are they more interested in something that works how often is, you're nodding sounds yeah, like So people do this, want fashionable stuff isn't that they do
1: it's interesting again this is the style of a trend where basically um where a client might they'll love they'll find a color they really love this is a trend color and it might not be a color they've really had any real thoughts or, or interest in yeah but the danger of course with that is they might get a year they might get 18 months out of it or they might just d- discover that like, this is a really lovely color i'm going to keep this for forever yeah um so my my philosophy is more style over trend because mm. it's good in a way that you know if people are looking at trend colors there's obviously more of an. There's more of a refresh rate in terms of, you know, doing up their interiors, yeah. but, uh, which is obviously very advantageous for anyone in the industry. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of that, I think you can achieve that very successfully with either feature walls or accessories mm. and then have your main interior as an overall sort of a timeless quality to it. Right. So I think you can refresh these areas without having to repaint the kitchen every 18 months. You know, I think you can actually achieve that quite well. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing, and I, I've been guilty of myself, you see certain colours mm. that you're drawn to, you see them more around you think, wow, that's a really excellent colour, um, but would you necessarily have it in the, the complete uh, living room, but you might have it maybe in cushions or a throws or a rug, mm. or even light fitting. So a little accents of colour is very effective, and again, it's much easier to change, yeah. and uh, much more affordable as well, of course, yeah. and it's, um, yeah, it's interesting, it's fun.
0: I, but it's funny that the accents of colour and also the accents of pattern, like that chevron mm. pattern that's been around. Yeah. Suddenly, like, all you need in one room is one chevron That's it, that's all you need. And yeah. suddenly everyone realise, oh yeah, they know about that <laughs> <think> It's like, <laughs> that box is ticked or whatever.
1: It's amazing, yeah. Mm. And again, you will find, I mean, um, like the colour grey, for example, I mean, it's, uh, colour grey has been trend for a number of years. Mm. And it, to be, truth be told, is actually, we've come way past that. It's, it's in the past, but because it's a successful neutral, is still commonly used to great effect and it's a great color yeah but it will always be a good color it's it's a classical color more than a style color but it just happened to be on trend for a certain amount of time right so you will meet clients who will maybe have a color in mind be being a navy be it a botanical green which is big last year as well or mustards or grays for example and although they love the color and they've always loved the color they're afraid that because it's a trend color well how long is this going to last me yeah With those kind of cases, my advice would be if it's a colour they've always enjoyed and have always liked, then you know they will get as long as, as they as they want out of it so it's a good thing to have
0: yeah isn't mm. it funny how yeah. often fear comes into the whole equation sometimes when making these choices yeah like for me when clients are buying properties they're scared it's not going to hold their value they're scared they're scared yeah. that it's not the right place fair enough to be fearful but there when is it comes a fear. to just a color for your wall wouldn't you think you'd be able to just pack your own judgment and say gosh i like this it can end. be yeah but people don't there's they can be scared to be out of the trend or...
1: They do, uh, they do question their decisions and, you know, like this, again, it's a very subjective thing, colour. And again, it, it, it provides an emotional response. It's the first thing you typically tend to notice. Mm. Um, it mightn't be the, the thing that you put the most budget towards because you're obviously working on your high ticket items, like your flooring, your fixtures and finishings. But in terms of the colour itself, the colour has to be right to, to marry all these elements in together. Yes. And you can do this quite effectively and obviously using paint and wallpaper is, is, is very good to do. Um, I find when people are choosing colours, if they're choosing colours for their friends or family, you know, they're, they're more certain about their decisions. Yeah. But when, they, when they're actually picking it for themselves, there's more pressure, because <laughs> it means that much more, you know, okay. there's more riding on it, so yeah. it, it is. And so obviously, um, talking to professionals in the industry is a good thing to have, and it's, it's great. A lot of people, they know what they've got feeling that, yeah, this is the colour I need, but I just need somebody just to, to verify this is the right way I'm going. Or would it work with my existing structure, my existing palette that I'm trying to do for the place? So it's a very personal thing. I think that's why um, a lot of people pressure on themselves in terms of that.
0: Well, I think that's true. But I think with your tip about taking a roll of wallpaper, lining mm. paper, and getting a pot of the paint that you think is a good one, Yeah, absolutely. And painting it generously, and putting it up in different rooms, or the mm. rooms you want to, on all the different walls, that is such a brilliant idea because you really can't make a mistake then. You're not you, really, you know, you know you're getting what you're a, in for.
1: Yeah, you're making a much more informed decision. Yeah. Um, and again, you're seeing things and you're actually living with the colour as well and seeing yeah. how it reacts and you're seeing what looks like, how it performs under different lighting as well. Yeah. And if you like that colour, you might think, well, look, this might be a colour I might use for other rooms in the house. And of course, you can bring that large swatch with you or paint several swatches. I'd always give it two coats as well,
0: Oh right. okay.
1: because point. another thing I find as well in terms of you, if you have a particularly dark colour, yeah. so say maybe something like, a, like, a, like a, a bottled green or a navy or even a, a rich red, people are painting their samples directly on this. And unfortunately, the, the colour is saturated by the base colour underneath it. Yeah. So the appearance looks completely different. So in many cases, yellows can appear pink yeah. and they just put off that colour and they, they, they forget about it. If you actually paint it on a piece of card or a piece of lining paper yeah. you don't have that obstacle because you're literally putting it on the wall as you would a piece of wallpaper yeah and you're getting a much more accurate depiction of the color yeah so it's it's a it's definitely a, a good tip i would advise
0: oh it's a great tip i think and speaking of wallpaper uh, they're kind of back are they back?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. what
0: do you think about
1: them? I love wallpaper. Again, um, wallpaper is a kind of like a mermite kind of a yeah. sense of opinions where some people love it, some people hate it. Um, it tends to be more from the, the maintenance side of things. If they want to change their mind about wallpaper, maybe they've had bad experiences in the past about maybe removing wallpaper and removing parts of plaster, particularly those older houses. Yeah. Uh, wallpaper's back with a bang, mm. um, has been for several years now. It's like the feature wall, it's, it's kind of so old but it's new, but wallpaper has really made a comeback and the technology has improved vastly from, from what was there before. Um, there's, a, there's a huge selection of, of papers you can get now which are commercially, um, commercially compliant, which you can use in domestic home as well. They're washable, they're durable, they put them in bathrooms. And they can create a scene of interest and they're almost seen as like, almost like a piece of artwork in a way, mm-hmm. particularly if you have a pattern you really love. Mm-hmm. But again, it's falling into, is it something that you, you like at the moment yeah. or is it something you've always liked? Yeah. So if it's, if, it's, if it's birds or if it's flock or if it's damask or a really classical kind of pattern, you know, if it's something you really enjoy, I would almost treat it as if, if it was a portrait you were going to look at for the next five to 10 years nice. and it's something you really like. Yeah. And people tend to be a little bit braver with their choices, particularly if it's one wall. Um, particularly wallpaper, so bathrooms and sometimes hallways,
0: yeah.
1: um, bedrooms feature walls. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's come back, come back, um, come back with a, with a vengeance, and it's uh, it's great to see.
0: So if, let's just say you have your typical sitting room and you mm. want to play with wallpaper a bit, you're open to using wallpaper yes, and you're yeah. talking about a feature wall. Mm. It's typically the wall that is the feature wall. Is that usually the chimney breast wall or what? Typically
1: it is, yeah. Mm. Um, now, again, it depends on the pro- proportions of the room, if the if the room is symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Um, what a lot of people are doing now is because the, the fireplace itself is obviously a, a notable feature if you have one of the wood-burning stove, whatever's there. So if your alcoves are symmetrical that's a really good place that you can put the wallpaper in as well. Mm. Bearing in mind that it's, um, it's, it's set back a little bit more from the fireplace as well, so it's not going to be as imposing or as in your face as, as it would initially. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of heat resistance and wear and tear as well, mm. you know, it's not something like the glue is not likely to, to, to melt or, or react to the heat from the, from the chimney breast, which can get quite hot depending on the house. So the alcoves is, is a good way of doing it as well. Um, alternatively, if it's an open plant space, then maybe where you might be positioning perhaps maybe a dining table or a study desk or something of that nature, or maybe an office area, that could be a good way to have it as well. So where people might have a, a fondness for a, a feature wallpaper, but they don't necessarily want to be looking at it head on all the time, but it's something they might want to appreciate. Mm-hmm. One of those extra walls could be, uh, could be a good position to put it.
0: Mm, that's a great idea. And Dara, finally, can I ask you, favourite colours? Are there go-tos that you find yourself going back to that you just feel these work well in most cases?
1: They do, yeah. There, there is a tendency. Like, um, the thing about being a designer, is, especially from a professional point of view, is you want to be, um, show your diverse range and you want to try different color schemes. But when clients see your portfolio of work, there might be certain colors that appeal to them. But there are obviously go-to colors that you know will work uh, or you know the palette that will work. So obviously grey is grey is an obvious one, but there's certain different types of grey. Yeah, that's so, the key question. Yeah. when Have people think of grey, uh, mid tone greys. There's some be- there's some beautiful colours. Um, there's there's a grey colour in colour trend called sheepskin, mm-hmm. and the code number zero five six six. That's that's another designer's curse. You pick up all these these yeah. numbers. Um, Farron Ball have a beautiful one, Cornforth White, Mm. and Perfect Stone, beautiful colours, very timeless. They go pretty much with everything, Mm. so you can have them in in a lot of rooms. So if you are looking for that open plan, you want that nice kind of flow and um, continuity to your scheme, those sort of colour palettes are very good. Um, Dulux have some beautiful colours as well, such as um, Silverwood, which is slightly richer um, but depending on the space, if, you've, mm-hmm. if, if light isn't an issue, then these colours work very well. Nice. Um, subtle shadow, mid-shadow from the signature range is a great one as well. So there's, there's a wide variety, so greys are good, but greys with a, with a hint of brown or a hint of green in them, they're very, very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the colour trend range, they have a range called Historic, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is um, in the same kind of area as Little Green and Farrah and Ball, it's obviously made for the Historic. Um, houses but they work very well in contemporary homes as well okay so certain colors such as um let me see you're probably ivory tusk would be a good one as well so it's a great it's a very muted soft gray and mm-hmm. um, there's subtle as well which is the color trend in, in contemporary range so these mid-tone colors work very well trying to avoid colors such as cream um, in some cases these um, green heavy greens can be quite tricky to work with And it's amazing, a lot of people have an aversion to certain colours and green is is one that I I come across quite a lot. Mm -hmm. But there's different perceptions of what you might think of green is, or it's the same in case in grey, there's so many different ones out there. Um, There's many off-whites you can go for as well, which again work very well for woodwork and for ceilings, if you want to keep down that road, or just for general um, wall colours itself. Mm -hmm. Having having a good base colour is, is very important, but I'd always work around your high ticket items so if you see a window treatment or curtains or if you see a couch that you really love absolutely love but you may have already had a color palette in mind for the walls don't let that put you off if you find it not too much going to work you can always change the wall color there's an infinite amount of options in that yeah this is good it's a good way to approach it
0: Jared, that is so invaluable and I'm so thank grateful you. to you for mentioning specific colours because that's really that's very generous of you and You're it's welcome, very no useful word. for anyone so thank you very much and people can find you at Jaracuni Design
1: uh, Jaracuni Design.com yeah. um, um, at, at uh, Instagram on at Jaracuni Design Twitter at Jaracuni Design uh, there's very few Jaracunis around so okay. that's, uh, <laughs> that's an advantage uh, but yeah Jaracuni Brilliant
0: thank you very much Jared.
1: thank you